Internets, we back at it again. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. Shouts to everybody who has sent me their podcast. A couple of episodes ago, I let people know that I was listening to podcasts. Okay? And I wanted to help the community. Being that I've been in the business for so long and have seen it come from the bottom to all the way to top and so many different shows develop, I want to help further the community. And I got so many emails. Thank you. And I'm listening to a bunch of podcasts. Little by little, I'm starting to get back to everybody. So don't be like one of those people like, yo, I emailed them and get back to me. Motherfucker, I got like hundreds of fucking emails I got to get through. Okay, so give me some time. I appreciate y'all. And I know you'll appreciate me once I'm done. Some people, I'm, I'm literally like emailing and be like, yo, it's kind of hard to explain through email some of the things I want to communicate. Let's jump on a call. So, hey, listen, that could be you. But I'm still listening to podcasts. I'm going to give them more opportunity of more people to come in and email me. But for now, Internet, if you did email me your podcast, if you didn't see me get back to you, that means I'm uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm almost there. Okay? Let me tell you something. A couple of days ago, I was in Philadelphia. I pulled up on my guy, Jay Electronica. It was so good to see him in Philly in his concert. I, yo, he, I, I love how he just really captivated the crowd. You know, and before he left, the last song that he did, he was like, yo, I'm going to shake every one of y'all hand. And he was in that crowd for like a half hour. The more, the thing I really loved is the humility that he had and how he explained how people only look at him for one way and how much he loves social media. And he'll be putting a picture up of his daughter and he'll be like, I love you, baby girl. And somebody will write in the comments like, fuck your daughter. Where the fuck is the album? Or maybe like he'll put a picture up of his grandmother and how much he loves her. And they're like, oh, fuck your grandmother. Where the fuck is the album? It's been seven fucking years. And I like that he made fun and jokes of that. And he said, like, yo, some of the songs I made are better than some of the people's albums out today. You know, look, I'll be honest with you. I know Jay a long time. And whether he puts out an album or not doesn't mean anything to me. I like the dude. But I understand how some people are like, yo... You know, I wish he would put out an album, and I know some people look forward to it. So I don't have those answers. But I will say, I met Jay a long time ago, man. Shout out to my guy, Frank Miller, FWMJ, rappers I know. He brought him to me when I was in retail. Jay was wearing slides, ashy uh, feet, no socks. And I was like, yo, Jay. And he said, you know, I said, Jay, we're going to make sure we get you right. And this is before Jay Electronica, Hanukkah, all that, okay? And I said, we're going to make sure you hey, Jordan 1s will put on them feats of my boy Jay Alec. You know? And let me tell you another thing. I'm so proud to know that Goodfellas is on Netflix. Okay? I let people know. Okay? But I should, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect for Goodfellas to be on Netflix. It just gives me a reason to watch it again and again. And it's crazy because over the years of just putting people on, there's a lot of people who never seen Bronx Tale, never seen Goodfellas. Never seen Godfather. Well, here's your chance. It's on Netflix. It's gentrified. It's on Netflix now, okay? You can check it out. And I'll tell you, man, it's 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 special. It's like I feel like I'm watching it like more and more and now I watch it over thousands of times. Okay, maybe it's just me watching over thousands of times. But anyway, internet, if you've never seen it before, check it out. So ahead of its time. Like this movie was made so many years ago and it just it, it honestly as a as a fellow Italian, it it depicted the mafia in such a, an amazing way. It could have been some kind of like, you know, Joey Bada Boom cardboard gangster shit, but no, it was official. It felt real. 
and 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 it felt so authentic. And I fuck with it, man. And whatever you're fucking with, internet's at Premium Pete at the Premium Pete Show. Let me know what you're fucking with on Netflix. I'm always looking for a recommendation. Let me tell you something. One thing I really like is when I tell people, check the fuck in. You know what time of the show it is. Before every episode when I'm talking to y'all and I say check the fuck in, that means open your Twitter app, open your Instagram app, at Premium Pete Show, at Premium Pete, and let me know where you're listening from. So much love from all internets. Thank you. Thank you. So much love from all over. I'm talking about Japan and Italy and Ireland and London and Paris and Chicago and Minnesota and Kentucky. I mean, all over. And like just to, to, that, that enjoys week in, week out each episode, that learns something from it. And I'll tell you another thing, too. If you know of an episode that you've been inspired by or that you think is, is, is dope or, or inspirational, tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, like, if you're somebody who wants to become an entrepreneur, send someone to the Gary Vaynerchuk episode that we got coming up, or, or, or the Jason Maiden episode. If you're somebody that wants to get into producing and wants to understand the, 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 the ins and outs of it, send them the Buck Wild episode. If you know somebody who has an addiction problem and wants them to overcome, send them the Lilo Broncado episode. Or if you know somebody who wants to turn, uh, you, know, you know, be inspired by starting a small business, send them the Travis Grillo episode. This guy turned a fucking pickle recipe into a multi-million dollar company. Internets. The only way we get better is if we feed the people around us or people we know with information. And I know, like, let me tell you something. That's one thing I will say. I know people appreciate me and I'm thankful for that. I truly am. Every week I get message, emailed. If I see, I, I know, you know what's dope? I've been able to travel with this whole podcast thing, not only recently, but over the years. And I've been able to meet a lot of y'all internets in person. So again, thank you for the love. And I will continue to raise the bar each week and make sure that we could get this information. And not only, like I said, my goal is to let people to know more and more of to never give up. More and more to follow your dreams. More and more to laugh. I love fucking laughing. Come on, man. Come on, come on, man. If you don't laugh, then what are you doing? If you really think about that. Let me tell you, the other day I put up um, an IG post speaking about, you know, wanting to not laugh and, and wanting to understand. I put up an IG post because it was something I was going through. And I wanted people to understand how other people feel that you're not alone. That, that you know, that, that, that you too could be struggling. Let me tell you something. The post I put up is, always remember, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing. Internets, please understand, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing. There's bumps in the road. There's obstacles that will come along the journey. Don't get down on yourself. If there's a project that you've been working on, it takes time. Don't give up. Hang in there. Try something different. Ask around. Ask a friend. Put in more work. Sleep less. Eat less. Hustle harder. Whatever it is. But just understand this. Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing. Okay? I want you to understand that. If you know somebody that is going through that, let them know that. Shit ain't always easy, man. Shit is not always easy. Okay? And there's never enough time in a day. But I will say, Speaking of all this stuff and, and, and telling you about the struggling part that you're not feeling, it couldn't be a better introduction to the episode that is coming up right now. 
I mean, such an inspirational, motivational, inspiring individual. And that I'm talking about is the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I mean, a very early investor in Twitter, Snapchat, Uber, and Venmo. And we just go through his growing up and his parents and, and, and his style and, and, and what, what makes him tick and, and some advice that he has for people who want to learn how to be entrepreneurs and how much he cares. I mean, just a truly great, inspiring episode. And I'm proud. It took time to make this happen. I'm proud how much he appreciates me. And I truly, honestly appreciate his team and everything he's doing. Internets, I present to you the Gary Vaynerchuk episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Finally sitting down with the one and only, the man, the myth, and I guess we can call it now. I mean, I don't know how you take it. The legend, <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V. Any other a.k.a.s? No, but, you know, the more I spend time in deep in the hip-hop world, I'm like, I need to come up with at least four more, so... G-Vizzle? <laughs> yeah. Little I mean, G? I gotta come up with some shit. Listen, Gary, before yeah. we even started, we were talking about... Um, parenting yeah and uh you have two kids right i do you know i know people have asked you this before but um from me being a parent too and a separated parent for so long um i felt like it gave me a chance to focus on being a freelancer so Mm -hmm. to speak i guess the word i use before you call an entrepreneur you know how how hard would you say it is you know having kids and also being there and the reason why i say that for is because i look I used to be at my daughter's dance. There used to be guys on the phone. And I remember the wife, I complained to him. I was like, look, I'm closing a deal. But meanwhile, they missed the kid's jump and dance. Or you mm-hmm. missed the kid's triple that he has. Mm-hmm. In fucking... You ever see fathers like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think there's always fathers and mothers like that. Uh, my big thing on this is there's so many ways. First of all, my level of interest in judging how somebody parents is zero, mm, like mm, double zero. Mm. Like, I don't know what's going on in those four walls, right? Um, number two, I'm, I'm the product of a family where my mom's with me every minute of my life and my dad worked every minute. And I was just on the phone with my dad, like, loving him. Shout out to I, dad. Yeah, just as I walked in, there's a shout out to Sasha, who I didn't fucking know until I was 14 and mm. he dragged me into his Same liquor man. store. Didn't know him. Slept, my dad slept in the same house I slept in every day of my life. Mm. He never traveled. He always had, every day of my life, for the first 14 years of my life, my father and I slept in the same home. I remember three things about him until Mm. I was 14. Mm. He worked every minute. Once we came to America when I was three, so I don't remember pre-three in Russia. And we have the best relationship of all time. And my dad missed everything. Mm. He watched one baseball game of my entire life, did not come to a single other activity in my entire life. So if I'm so happy and I'm so awesome with my dad, it doesn't cripple me. You know, next Friday I'm going to miss something. I have Mm. to be in London. I have to. The office there needs this win. I've got to go take the at-bat. It's what I have to do professionally. And I'm not crippled to miss that event 
you know, and there's other business things that I'll miss because I feel like I'll be upset if I miss the school event. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just trying the best that I can and I think about things in a macro and a micro. Could my son or daughter in 13 years, 27 years, bring up that I missed this play or this moment? Could my son hit a halftime jump shot, you know, half quarter to win the game and it's like the story he tells his whole life and could that be one of the six out of 41 games that I miss? It sure can happen. And to be very frank, I'm cool with that mm. because I'm not gonna be crippled by minutia. This is macro. I fucking love my children. I'll die for my children. I will support them emotionally, let alone financially. And so... Yeah, man, I'm just good. I'm not worried about judging myself. Nobody's fucking perfect. I'm not worried about somebody jumping on me on this issue because they're a fucking hypocrite because they suck shit on something else, <laughs> right? Like, everybody's got stuff. Pretty Thug 1922 is going to say something I about mean, you? I mean, to me, exactly. You know how I feel about this. Like, to me, everybody's got strengths, everybody's got weaknesses, but intent is where everything stops and starts with me. And I think my intent on parenting is very great. I'm trying the best I can. I think I am a workaholic and I'm going for it. There's pros and cons. The cons are there's some shortcomings and some things that I won't be able to do. The pros are my little man's best fucking like dream of life right now is he loves Jamal Adams of the New York Jets more than life. Well, guess what? Another Jet fan you're raising, Gary? 100%. Come on, I'm trying man. to convince the world, let alone my own kid. God damn it. And guess what? My, my son is probably going to play wiffle ball with Jamal Adams this summer in the Hamptons. So guess what? Things trade out, and this is not about money. This is about quality time. I'll be able to afford spending quality time with my kids, you know, and so I just think that people overthink things. Mm. Um, and then there's parents, to your point, that like to check the box. Well, I went to Ricky's games, all of them. Yeah, Dick, you're on your phone the whole time and you paid no attention. So I think about depth versus width, and I think about political correctness and how it changes over time. It evolves, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now we give eighth place trophies. That's yeah. politically correct. I'm going to give a news alert so this could be listened to and watched in 30 years. We're going to change our minds on that because mm. we're raising a bunch of people that don't know. How. The reason we have so many issues with bullying and with all sorts of inability to succeed is because we're training kids that there is no such thing as winning and losing. If every kid taught at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that you get a trophy if you come in ninth or if you come in first, we're sucking the life out of meritocracy, capitalism, winning and losing, and we're not preparing kids for real life. We're gonna change our point of view on that. We, in 40 years, we will not be giving away eighth place trophies. We're gonna give first place trophies and nothing else because there's a truth to that. So again, why did I rant on that? Because I'm not worried about what's right right now. This, like for example, co-parenting is right right now. Mm. Like right, mom and dad are both in it heavy. Mazel tov, I love it. Guess what? That's not how good companies run. You can't have two cooks in the kitchen. Mm. And so another prediction is, I think in 30 years, there'll be a healthy conversation of when two people, a man, a man, a woman, a woman, a man, a woman, get together and we have thoughtful conversations of who should raise the family, who should go create the business. And I think we'll see a lot more at-home dads Mm. I think we'll see a lot more at work moms. And by the way, just so everybody hears it and not get twisted, I'm not advocating for this. Let me start with this. You do you. I don't give a fuck about my opinions. I'm just talking about things that I see transforming in our society. And I think it's interesting. So long-winded answer. I'm trying the best that I can, sure. Pete. And, and 
the chips are gonna fall where they fall and I'm sure like every other parent in the world in 23 years my kids are gonna shit on me for certain things and they're gonna praise me for certain things and that's good by me. Hey listen, that's why I always say um, and I, I, I pushed this and I, it became a lifestyle for me but I made it like a hashtag. I never wanted to make it a business. Maybe I'm foolish for that but uh, presence over presence. I always push that because here's the thing oh, and anybody who knows anybody who, who knows me knows that love because that. here's the thing. I bought my daughter about a thousand Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. She doesn't remember any of those. But she fuck. remembers when I used to take her to movies all the time. We used to go every movie and go watch movies. Now she may not remember all the movies but she remembers that time spent that moment. Brother, she can feel that you loved her. Mm. Mm. Period. Mm. You know, Pops, you know, you speak about Pops and I grew up with a lot of, you're Russian, right? Yes. I grew up with a lot of, uh, Russian friends. Yes. And Brooklyn, just baby. like, yeah, and just like Italians, just like Italians. Like, Dude, you know what's so crazy? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, not like, but I, don't, don't forget. I, li- literally, out of all my Russian friends, like my parents' Russian friends, we were the only ones that didn't move to fucking Brighton Beach. We moved to Edison, New Jersey. And I always wonder how different of a dude I would be if I grew up in Brighton Beach. You, you would have been eating better borscht. Probably. That's the thing. Because they don't got good borscht in Edison, New I Jersey. I probably have even a little more swag than I do. That's for sure. Because <laughs> yeah, Brook- Brooklyn would have brought more swag. Let me tell you something, man. That's one thing Like that's one thing I loved about Brooklyn in that heyday. Italian, Russian, black, Asian, white, black, whatever it, it was. All of it. Had, you had that similar style and swag and move to you. Didn't matter what you were. People, I, I knew Russian kids that weren't born here that moved just like me. Meaning, you know, they, they, they were up on everything. They, they, they knew how to move. They knew how to talk. They knew how to maneuver. And that's one thing I like. But you know what? When you speak about when I, my pops, Italian, you know, grew up, his father's name was Nunzio, right? Your pops a Russian guy, right? Sasha. Sasha, right? But you think about it. His father probably didn't show him affection. I don't know. I'm just saying. My, my, my father told me his father. So what happens is a lot of these, old, you know, it's evolving now. You see, like, look, I go to my son's uh, swim class. I see guys in, this, you know, in there kissing their kids. I love it. Because when I used to go with my daughter to things, I used to be like, I was the only guy there. Now you see, like, guys kissing and hugging. But I'll be honest with you. Because my father didn't do that, I'm, I, I relate to you so much. My father worked three jobs. I'd never seen him. Until I wait later on in life, but that really affected me. Like I didn't grow up, you know. Um, like I don't have a lot of moments with my father, but that's what's so beautiful. Now I'm able to share them now. Hundred percent. You know, but it it there's kids that grew up without a father or grew up, you know, th- that have been affected, or girls that have grew up with a father that have been affected. Well, look, I mean, I think there's a lot of variables there, right? Like, there's a lot of people that have been affected in every way. Mm. My rant just now, uh, guess what? The kid in the swimming pool is going to be affected by his dad smothering him with, I mean, there's, sure. we, are, we are absolutely massively affected by the DNA we have, the parenting that we get, and where we grow up. Mm. And it's just a mix. Here's my punchline. There's no right answer. You could have had a dad. You hear every answer, man. You, what I t- and this is my biggest point to everybody. This is why I don't allow complaining or dwelling for people that want to fuck with me. Because no matter what, I'm going to point to somebody who had the same exact... Se- oh, what? You had a crackhead father and your, and your mom fucking sexually abused you and you got stabbed? Cool. Let me show you this kid who actually had that exact mm. same thing and he won. Mm. That's my problem. My problem is... Anything we do right now, and you're taking it to a, first of all, I'm fired up right now because this is all I ever give a fuck about. Like what we're talking about right now is the reason I win. I'm not worried about the little details. This is all macro, blueprint, strategy, mental strategy. 
no matter what we say right now, Pete, I'm gonna show you somebody who grew up with the same exact situation had different outcomes. And so for me, everybody who's dwelling on their shortcoming, do you know how many people, I have dinner tonight with somebody and he introduced me to somebody. This is literally true. I have dinner tonight with somebody successful. He introduced me to somebody and that somebody basically feels the reason they're not successful is because their grandfather and parents were unbelievably rich. <laughs> I just want everybody, I'm, I'm doing the hardcore silence because I have a good sense of your demo and a good sense of my demo and that confuses people. But you have to understand, for that kid, that's his environment. And he says, because I was given Lamborghinis, this is real. Sure. I just want everybody to understand. I was, all the competitive learning how to fight for myself was sucked out of me because I was given everything and now I can't win. Mm. For somebody who has nothing and lived in an apartment with eight family members and, you know, and had to fight for like steal food, they want to fucking shoot that person in the face. The problem is you have to have empathy. That's that kid's real life. Mm. The bottom line is no matter where you start, everybody has paths to winning and losing. For me, the best move is to take control of your shit. No matter how fucked up you are right now, get rid of loser friends and family introduce yourself to positivity and winners and watch how it plays out. I'm obsessed with this. You know, you said, um, you said before that your mom raised you so well. I heard in so many interviews you've done and speeches, even back when, the, I, I remember going back where I was like, damn, this is years ago you were doing speeches. You spoke about how your mom raised you so well. What does that mean? She built huge self-esteem in me around the things that I was doing right and she punished me and made me feel the ramifications of the things that I was doing wrong. Open the door, I'll never forget this, open a door for an older lady in McDonald's when I was nine, Nobel Peace Prize. She lost her fucking mind. Lost her mind. Would talk about it for weeks. You're so kind, that's so nice, you're such a great, you're a winner. Opening that door for the, like, like propaganda on being kind and empathetic and nice. Sure. But then even though she knew I was making money and I was gonna be a winner in life, Report card comes, punished. From f- fucking fourth grade to senior of high school, I was punished four times a year. Four times a year I was grounded, no TV, no video games, no friends, no phone, this is the 80s and 90s. No ColecoVision, no, Coleco no Atari. Vision. Yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't your cell phone and the internet. This was old school shit. And I'd be punished for weeks at a time. Um, the end, If she, what she did really well, and I think it's why I'm building such a huge fan base, because I think I'm doing it for the people that follow me, is she She was right about what mattered and what didn't, mm. and she stayed firm. Mm. Stuck a lot, to her guns. A lot of people don't fuck with me when they first hear me because I go right at shit, very honestly, sure. and they're still in a bullshit mindset, and they don't like that I'm calling them out. Sure. And then at the end of, at the end of it, they love you. But th- Eventually. Th- that's the thing. You know, I've had that problem, too. People will meet me, and uh, they'll, they'll, like, uh, they'll maybe think I'm a dick, you know, because I'm being honest, or I'm just saying something I don't like. And then at the end, it's like, I, I've, I've met people on those type of styles and became best friends with them, you know, later on, because it, it's something that you, that I feel like you adapt into people realize that, hey, this kid comes from a good place, and he's just speaking his truth. Comes from a good place, man. That's everything. You speak about, you know what, one thing I loved, I, I was watching Instagram Live one time, and you and your father on there. It could have been Father's Day, or it could have been, what, 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 or it could have been a holiday, maybe Thanksgiving. I'm not sure. And you're over there, and he's like, I could tell, I'm looking at him, he's like, what the fuck is this Instagram Live? But he's like, I love my son. And The Rock popped in there. And he said, hey, Gary. And you're like, look, that's The Rock. And he's like, fucking, like, <laughs> not that, no, no disrespect to The Rock, but he was like, kind of like, it didn't phase him. 
you know, you, when has your father came to a realization like that? Wow, my son recently is- in the last. My dad competed with me. Mm. My dad and I had a weird, good relationship. My dad and I have a lot of differences and a lot of similarities. Um, we loved each other more than we loved ourselves in a weird way. I mean, I think my dad and I click more than maybe even my other siblings or other people with my dad click because we have some similarities that let us click. But my dad competed with me very aggressively when I worked for his store and I grew my dad's business substantially. The wine library. Mm -hmm. And he would compete with me. And I would say up until three years ago, he still thought he was better than me Mm. at business and life and Mm. everything. And then... And then I think, you know, he always brings this up. When I was a kid, when I was like 18, 19, we're driving to work one day and I looked at him and I said, Dad, I'm going to build wine library. I'm going to build our business, the liquor store. I'm going to build the business to be so big that everybody in the liquor business, and this was all about New Jersey liquor stores. There was nothing else. This was the competitive New Jersey liquor stores. Everybody in the liquor business is going to stop competing with me. I'm going to make it so clear that I'm that much better. You're going to put your fucking flag down. That everybody's going to be fighting for number two because it's going to be disrespectful to say that they're even competing with sure, me. Sure, sure. And he b- loves that story because it must have, you know, now thinking back, you know, you're driving your 18-year-old kids coming with yeah. some heat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He brings that up because he says that, like, a couple years ago, that's where he got. Like, that he said, fuck it, I'm not competing with him anymore. And, th- yeah. and it, it really was great. I mean, the last two years of my dad and I's relationship has been great because that underlining competitive thing made it competitive. And I want to kill people, and he wants to kill people. And so even though we were 100% in love, there was that undertone of, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, you're doing that. And with Wine Library, I would still kind of be involved and try to help, even though I haven't, haven't been active day-to-day the last five years. But you set up an infrastructure for them to I did. live by. And he and he's a big boy. He came sure. to this country with nothing and built a $3 million, $4 million business, you know, pretty quickly. So he's a beast. But I'm an all... But he got... I always tell my dad, I go, Dad, this really sucks because you're such a beast. The problem is you fucking produce the all-time beast. Mm, mm, yourself. And and he should be happy at he that. He is. He is. You, you, you ever bought him something like monetary-wise that he... Or he's got everything he, he wants? You know what's funny? He doesn't... That's what's great about my parents. They don't buy shit. Mm. And I'm the same way. Mm. Like, we are not... Okay, so what's the dumbest shit that you bought then if you're going to act that... For him or for for yourself, even yourself. I think... I mean, the shit that I buy is like weird Jets jerseys, like like experiences. Like, I'll spend money on vacations. um, But I don't... Like, I don't don't have a fancy car. I have no jewelry. Um, I have a a Why is that, though? Why is that? Because I don't want it. But Mm. I don't judge... I do judge it on Instagram only, only... Only, and this is a great opportunity to make this clear. Mm, talk about it, Gary. If you're using it to close your insecurities. If you're buying Supremes and Lambos and putting, and putting cash to your ear because you're insecure and you're trying to paint a picture of who you are to the world to get girls or to act cool, I think that's bad and I'm trying to help you win. If you're doing it because you love fast cars and you grew up dreaming of having a Porsche and you love the feeling of driving a Porsche, that's different. But I think 99% of the behavior in the game, hip-hop, Instagram, young male alpha DNA, they're using jewelry, cars, and clothes to close an insecurity, and I think that's a bad idea. It's, it's to be honest with you, it's always that way. It's always been that way. Always. You know, I'll be, here's, here's a crazy fact. I, and I was talking about this earlier, I lost a lot of my life living like that. I get it. I grew up in Brooklyn. 
around. I grew up in Coney Island, so I grew up in a, in a melting pot. But mm-hmm. then I moved over to Bensonhurst in the height. So the point I'm trying to make is all my mindset was was heron bone chains, Figaro chains, gangsters with Cadillacs. You know, I was I was washing gangster Cadillacs for three hundred hours. You know, I was like, this is like, you know, I I I found them amazing. So I the point so the point I'm trying to make is as I grew up, I wanted to take every fucking shortcut. I get it. Which is what social media is in a little bit. It's just, social media is a great tool, but it's also you know confusing to people. Brother, all all that social media is is exposing us. Mm, it's mm, a platform. Mm. There is no social media. It's a to your point. What you just said is it's accelerating the the exposure of who we actually are. I can tell you everything about somebody mm. like that looking at their Instagram for about sure. 7 minutes. Sure. See, you know, it's it's funny that we talk about growing up like that because, you know, you look at how, you know, people are affected. You know, for me, like I, when I speak about me, I say to myself, you know, and I know you spoke about this before growing up, like, you know, not being like the coolest guy. Yep. Okay, so say if we call people back then nerds, all right, or just somebody, or what were you, what were you using back then? I was funny. Then? You know, it's funny for my high school friends. I was very weird. I I did some crazy, I was a businessman. Mm. I, I Actually, I'm glad you asked this. I finally realized what the fuck I was actually doing in high school. Mm. What they, were you doing? They were all my customers, <laughs> and I wanted nobody to be upset. You were so, on a fucking flea market so over there. So I was literally fucking friends with that. I was like, why? I used to think I was friends with everybody because I'm a nice guy. I was like, okay, it was cool that I could be friends with Robin Martz, coolest kid, and friends with, you know, Brandon Warnicke, who runs Wine Library, who's my best friend, who was not in the top popularity of my class. I used to think it's because I'm the best dude, which I think I am. I'm a kind person. I realized literally a month ago, I'm like, no, I wasn't. I just wanted to sell shit to everybody. And so I needed to be friends with everybody. So I didn't want to be cool to like fuck girls. I want to be cool with everybody to sell baseball cards, lemonade, or whatever the fucking racket I was up to. I was businessman so extreme. And the other thing is I didn't look up to Bill Gates or to fucking run DMC. I looked up to my mom. Mm, mm. I'm not joking, which is really interesting as an alpha like, if, sure. you, if you see me running around and, like, how I roll, the fact that my mom was my hero mm. and then later my dad is super interesting because it's why I was able to not give a f- I didn't give a fuck about starter jackets or Timbos. Jordans. I, I, definitely not Jordan because fuck him because I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> I lived, I'm telling you, and I'm trying to figure out how to get this for everybody because it is the, I think it's the ultimate I'm starting to realize I fucking backed into the ultimate. So I think my parents did it right in my environment. I lived in my own head. Nobody had say. When I tell you nobody fucking had say, still to this day, nobody has say. Nobody has say. Mm. Tomorrow, the entire, I could say something right now in this podcast. It goes viral and everybody on earth from from the from fucking Jesus Christ comes down and goes, this is true. To Everybody on earth says I'm a piece of shit. And in my own mind, I'm like, we'll see. Mm. It's very strange how I live life. It's it's way more extreme than you think. It's way more extreme than I think. I'm just like kind of like going through sure, it right now. Sure. I'm like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like, I, I met the pres- I met Barack Obama in the Oval Office. I'm in a meeting with like five people. Like we're having a conversation, and I'm sitting there like fuck these six people. I'm much smarter than all of them combined. Mm. I've never met anybody who's been able to penetrate my mindset and that includes my own parents. What's even crazier of where I'm at now, I feel like I'm this manifestation. I feel like they made me, but then I mutated into something else. I don't value anybody's opinion about me more than I have about my own self 
and it's a very big deal. Yeah, I love that. Let me tell you something. It's funny. Let me Sorry, tell you something. I got into like, no, 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 no. But it's like, we're right there because let me tell you something. You you sit there and you're telling me this. My mind races every fucking night. I can't turn it off. I gotta. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes I, I mean, uh, I, I don't. This may not be appropriate. Sometimes I gotta fucking jerk off to fucking go to sleep because my mind's racing like does crazy. Does that work? Does that work? It does. Get, yeah, it does. It. Try it sometime, Gary. I've uh, tried it. Um, <laughs> you know. Because how do you fuck do you shut your mind up? Because let me tell you something. You're you're an example of that. Somebody always thinking. Somebody always. What's next? Can I throw you for a curveball? Yeah. I fall asleep like this. How? You drink something? Peace, man. I don't drink shit. I'm at peace. No drugs. People don't. None. You ever smoke weed? Nothing. Not once. If Moose and Tokyo Joe and L.A. and Miz all were listening right now, the number one goal at Mount Ida College which was ghetto, 90 fucking 5% minority, hood kids is who I went to college with. Their number one goal was to get me to try weed and they weren't able to accomplish because I'm in my own head. Mm. It was their number one goal. They, they thought it would be the funny, th- their favorite moments was when they felt that I would catch contact high because I would play Madden for 11 hours or NBA Live and they would just smoke blunts to the face over and over. So I'm sure I did at some level, but yeah, man, I'm at peace. I go to sleep like fucking a piece of cake. Because I have no anxiety. Because it's good. None. I tell people breathe, man. I tell people breathe. I'll tell you, that's what, that's what we've been working for me. And this may sound like some... Uh, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm going to announce two things. One was the jerking off, which I really didn't want to say. But hey, that's how you got to fall asleep. And the second thing is... Meditating, yo, breathing. No, meditating, breathing. Mm-hmm. And then also bats. I know guys don't like to take baths. Yo, I sit oh, in a bath. hot fucking bath. That's fucking what's up. Yo, I'm telling you, I know it may sound, you know, my mother make fun of me. She's like, she's no, like, that's cool. she's like, you like to take a bath like me, you love your mother, you like to take like a bath because my mother growing up took baths. What's well, funny, my, I, yeah. I drink, notice how, I, I'm not going to drink this whole coffee. Mm. My mom drank tea all the time. Yep, it was a very thing, Russian yeah. thing. I always need a hot beverage by me. It's a comfort food. By the way, on the baths kick, like, it's crazy how romantic that is in my head, too. I never take baths. I've taken, like, four. But I want to, and I want to drink wine. I just want to fucking yes. chill. Bro, I'm in there. Let me tell you something. Some of my best fucking tweets come from a bath. <laughs> no Rev Run, bro. Uh, you beat me. T- I was li- I was, Rev Run was literally coming out of my no, mouth. That, that scene was the best. Oh, it was, it was incredible. But, you know, I'm telling you, I, 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 I'm, I'm a New Yorker to the fullest. Okay, and what I mean by that is just always, always all over the place. I gotta go here. I gotta go there. I gotta go there. And that's not only in New York. That's just my style. Those baths have helped me. Like you know, hot baths, sit there, relax. Like just kind of like uh, you know, it makes me like I honestly think I like it makes me focus my day I out. Totally get it. Focus you my beca- week out. Focus be- my month out. Because you're being thoughtful instead of just executing. Mm. I think my strength is I'm doing both, which is why I'm calm. Mm. I think I'm racing a mile a minute and thinking. And being calm. I'm just in the perfect zone. You know, it's like a crescendo. I'm just sure, in that sure, spot sure, right now. Sure. You know, people think like, you know, this is something that's crazy because people don't, people, want, this is what Instagram is. People see it and see your success. They think they could get there right there. They don't see the bumps. I always use this example. A girl takes 40 photos. She only puts that good one out. You don't see the other 39 that maybe weren't so good. You know, so the point I'm making is it takes a lot of fucking work to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. I tell my daughter, I love my daughter to death, but I'll tell her something like Google it. She's like, ah, it's Google. It takes one fucking second. We used to have to go to the fucking library and rent out a fucking book to and get then that And put answer. a fucking dime in a payphone. I, I mean, I, the point I'm making is it's, it's, it's so easier today. And I feel like not all, but some kids are more lazier. I don't, you know what's funny? 
bro, you and I grew up with a ton of fucking lazy kids. Mm, I did. Like, this whole millennial bashing, like, these kids, it's the same shit. Your dad said that about you. His dad said... Like, sure. Your fucking... Nunzio fucking thinks you fucking <laughs> had it easy. <laughs> Nunzio, so, dancing squinjil. You, know, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't even spend any time judging. And honestly, I don't give a fuck. It's all going to be based on merit. Me clowning on kids that they've got it easy isn't going to change them winning or losing. I just think it is what it is, and some people hustle and some don't. Simple mm. as that, right? Mm. Talk about sneaker culture. Benjamin Kicks, he like runs his business. Yeah, sure. He's trying to make money. Like, he, like you know, he's going to be lazy too and like and hang out with... There's all kinds, but guess what? He's fucking putting those sneakers in boxes and taping them and with his family. Like, sure, sure. People either hustle or they don't. Instagram hasn't changed that. And people say, well... But now we're putting out our fake version on Instagram. We did that too. When you had no money, but you were rocking fucking Jordans and fake gold, that's what you were doing. Sure. It's almost like, it's almost back to, it's, it's, it's back to us talking about, look, running in the streets. You know, I used to carry just a knot of money. The Italians oh too. God. Just carry a knot of money on you. I used to carry but that's all I had. Brother, I used to carry $3,000 in cash. Mm, I used mm. to sleep with my wallet mm. in fucking Mount Ida College because I was scared somebody was going to gaff it. Like, like... I get it. Did you have good credit growing up? Yeah. How? So who taught you that? Good credit? Yeah. I never had a credit card. No, did you find, when did you have good credit? Like when did you, uh, you know. Oh, you mean building it. Yes, yes. Did you? uh, You know what's funny? I didn't have great credit because I didn't have any fucking equity. I built my dad's business for him. I leave at 34. I have no net worth. It wasn't that I had good credit. It's just that I never fucking needed it. Was there people around you telling you that? Because I feel like when we grew up, that's what I love about what we give and what you do. And that's what, you know, what we give to the, the, the younger kids to let them know, like, hey, take the moment to do this. Take the moment to invest in your future. Take the moment to believe in this. Because people, besides credit, too, and, and, and not to go off there, but people don't understand. I'm learning this, too. Life is a balance. People think that it's just one thing. Like, people, you could get, I want to be successful. Okay, then you got, what are you going to do the next day? Because you know, if, because success may come at that moment, and then you may say you have to get up and do the same thing or more. You know what I mean? You do one good thing, you gotta do another. I'm a huge believer in balance. My big thing is I'm trying to get people to understand the power of extreme in each direction. Mm. So balance comes in a little form. I feel super balanced because I'm all in when I'm on the field, and I'm all in when I'm off the field. Like when I'm working. It's 15 hours a day. Look what happened with this interview. Mm, yeah. I'm, you're fucking getting frantic texts from Tyler, like 35 minutes. Like every minute's accounted for. Yeah, sure, sure. This, I know. Like we did six between, by the time I was, I was on the West Side Highway coming okay, down here, right? Okay. I took Tyler four times. We, we have a lot of love for you and I've been sure, really looking forward to this. That. Thank you. So we're like, fuck, hopefully we can make this 35 minutes. Then Tyler called, and I never want to, I'm so scared to not. I always want to do the right thing by people. So we'll ask and be like, yo, can we do this for 35 minutes? Tyler, this is what my admin and my right hand always has to know. He's like, yo. Shouts to Tyler. He, he's like, yo, I, I think people really came out of their way for this. Like, this isn't just like that you're stopping in and they're always there. They rented, there's people. Sure. He drove two hours. I'm like, fuck, we can't big time them. We can't do the wrong thing. We moved like seven things the rest of the day mm-hmm. to make this work. Every minute's accounted for. So when I'm on, I'm on. It's 15 hours, tight, all in, morning to night, period, right? But when I'm off on the weekends with the family or when I'm at a Jets game or when it's vacation time, I'm off. Mm. And I can shut it off and on and I'm winning in those extremes. And I believe there's more of that allowed than people think because I think people are being half pregnant on both. 
Like they want to work life balance and they're working nine to five, they're coming home. Or they think like, I don't know, I just think people have it confused. I think there's more victories in the extremes and that's how you balance out. It's like a bridge. A bridge is fucking extreme. You're getting across from one side to the other. There's a big fucking sure. ocean in the middle and they're pulling hard as fuck from those two opposite sides. That's how I think of myself and I'm trying to teach that a little bit. Sure. You know, they say, uh, you ever heard that saying money goes to money? Yes. Do you believe in that? Here's what I believe in. I believe in pattern recognition. Here's why I don't believe in money comes money. Because a lot of people have made money and lost it all. Mm. There's a lot of people who've made a lot of, if that was true, everybody who made a million bucks, you know how many people lose it? More than the people that build on it. Here's what I believe. I believe some people see patterns. Like, I believe that when you see Lil Uzi Vert pop up and that whole movement and that whole world and Zan and all these kids, I'm like, okay, that's punk rock. Mm. That's, you know, Chris, who manages Logic, brought up this point and it was funny. He brought this up at lunch, the, dinner the other day and I was like, that's exactly how I've been thinking about it. That's why I went on No Jumper, right? I'm very fascinated by this movement. I'm like, because I've always thought that- Oh, hip- Adam, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. I do. You haven't met him? Yeah. Okay. I've always, always thought that hip hop was rock and roll. Always. From, da- from like 1985, fucking Edison, New Jersey. I'm like, okay, this is this generation's that. I understood it as like a kid. Mm. So it's interesting to see this whole new genre of hip hop artists, sure. the SoundCloud kids, because I'm literally looking at them like the Clash, and like the like I literally look at it as punk rock. Mm. I'm like, this is a different thing. Uzi Vert's only person that he follows and the person he idolizes is Marilyn Manson. Could you imagine that in the hip hop that Never. you and I grew up in? Never. 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 Man- manifestations, brother. And manifestations. Adam is a Adam is a, like a ringleader of uh, that. He's a good dude, man. He's a rock star, man. He a- Adam is, from No Jumper, and he is absolutely completely in there, and he understands it because he lived it in the motocross BMX bike. Sure, sure. He saw what happened there. He loves hip hop. It's just black and white. What's happening with you know when you look at Killy. In Toronto, like it's just so obvious to me what's happening with these kids, and I'm fascinated by it. You know what makes you? That's another thing I told you when I seen you out in ComplexCon. I was like really happy that, uh, like for instance, so there's a lot of things I do, like 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 me and Bun have like this food agency we do, and this food digital, and we you know we did a sneaker also, and I, and we'll get into your sneakers soon. But the point I'm trying to make is. I remember doing it, and people were like, oh, what's that going to be about? And is there only hip-hop? Like, what do you think? People in hip-hop don't eat food? Like, you know what I mean? So people forget fucking, people fucking forget things, man. And, uh, you know, it's so funny that I'm sitting here saying people forget things, and I think I fucking forgot where the fuck I was you going You were about to say about, like, how in it I am, or how much I understood no, the no, sneaker okay, project, then, or that okay. I knew who Killy was. Ex- One thing I like about you is that, okay, you, you, you're somebody who has a lot of knowledge, Somebody that has a lot of information, somebody that is planting seeds and helping the younger youth, okay, and doing your own thing. But one thing is also that you have cross cultures too. And what I mean by that is you're not just this closed minded businessman. You know, sometimes we go up into these offices and I'm sure you see, like, the costume. Like, I speak to a lot of friends. I have a friend who has a pickle company, started from a family recipe, a tying kid. Love it. Okay. Put five thousand in. He was outside Karma Loop selling two spears for a dollar. Fucking love. Fucking thing is fifty million dollars now. Love that. He's in over seven thousand stores. Love it. But the point I'm trying to make is people, people didn't see it. People didn't believe it. And he doesn't even care about that. Again, now I'm gonna lose where the fuck I'm going. It's about crossing. Here's what you're saying. When I did no jumper, right? Yes. Yes. I'm aware that the biggest people in corporate America may see that. Mm. 
and say, what the fuck's he doing there? Like, I'm not scared. Like, I always talk about, like, high-low, right? Or, like, the skyscraper and the subway station. Like, like to me, it's, you're, it's lack of fear about anybody's opinion about, and that's, you know what happens with lack of fear? You're open to everything. When a kid says to me, I'm selling two pickles for a dollar, I'm like, okay, let's go. What? What can you do? Right? When, a new, when kids start putting fucking tattoos on their face, I'm not like these fucking kids. I'm like, let's understand that. Sure. The fuck is that? Like, I think it's about being open versus closed. And I have no fear. The, the sneaker project was super fun, right? Mm. K-Swiss. Super fun. Here's why. First of all, I knew it was going to work. Did they reach out to you? They reached out to me. Mm. But I knew it was going to sell. And at the end of the day, people shit on you until they can't. Mm. Until you prove them wrong. They shit on you until they can't. Mm. All those people. Explain what that means. I will. For you and I and our generation, and what the kids don't know is people shit on Michael Jordan in 1986, 7, 8, 9. This is, this is amazing. If you're a kid and really into this, you don't know. People shit on Jordan at scale because he couldn't win a championship. Mm. He was really great. He scored, but he couldn't get through the Pistons. For a new thing, for a lot of kids here, it happened to LeBron. Right, people shit on LeBron. They shit on LeBron even when he went to Miami and was clearly the alpha. The people were like, "Oh, but that's Dwayne Wade's team." They shit on him until he came back from three-one single-handedly and fucking beat Golden State. Mm. And now you can't no more. Like in in music, people are coming up, coming up. They shit on them. People shit on Kanye even when he was having success. It's sure. awfully hard to walk around Earth right now and shit on Kanye. People shit, people shit on anybody, man. I mean, you're a good dude, man. People fucking uh, talk shit about you. For, well, well, fuck them. You know what's funny? I have empathy for them. Honestly, I swear to fucking God, I don't think fuck them. I swear on my children. I think, fuck, what's going on with them? Yeah, I know, but you can't save everybody. You no, know, but, but honestly, the best part, the way you, you save everybody, and you're right, you can't, is you just keep being the bigger man. Like, the amount of people I've interacted with that I know are shitting on me, and then I see them, when they start being nice to me, some people get mad and be like, you fucking bullshit. I know you've been, you know how people go on sure, tilt. Sure. I'm just like, I, or if they're me, some people are straight up. They're like, yo, I don't fuck with you. I'm like, respect. I'm like, I don't know why. Probably because you don't know who the fuck I am and you watched one video on one sure, thing sure. and I said one thing that hurt your feelings. I'm like, that's cool. I'm, I'm amazingly cool with that. But here's the punchline. I'm going to make you fuck with me. <laughs> Yo, you see that picture that Drake put up with that kid who put the tweet on his shirt? Did no, you see that? but that's amazing. It, it, it literally says, I got to tell you this because- I it, love it. It sounds exciting it, already. It, it, it really is amazing of what, of what this kid wrote. And, and what's amazing, while you're pulling it up, I'll give my two cents on Drake. Thank you, bro. Drake, the commercial with his liquor where his dad punks mm. him mm. is why Drake wins. Mm. Drake's smart. Drake really understands the game. Drake knows that he's going to be hated on for his style of actor, pretty boy, singer, rapper. So he, he, I think Drake, more than anybody, uses the eight-mile thesis of he's going to make fun of himself. Mm. You know why Drake can't lose a battle? Because he's going to shit on himself. There's nothing Meek or anybody else can say because he's going he's gonna to say he's a singing like he's you got bodied by a sing. He's gonna say it. Sure, sure. So sure. you can't say you can't rap. You sing. Sure. It's already over. Thanks to Cheddar Bob for letting uh, Eminem. I, but yo, that's they, exactly right, brother. No? That is, I think. By the way, that's who I am. Mm. I'm gonna make fun of my own shit. What are you gonna say about me? Mm. Like, there's nothing you're gonna say that I don't think about myself. What yeah. did What did it say? You got it. It says. This kid said, used to hate Champagne Poppy, but I can't front. He makes good music and he's a good dude. I was just salty. LOL. You know, and that, and that goes to show you that, you know, 
Sometimes people just say shit out of, out, out of you know, nowhere. My man, when you're in a bad place, you project it. Mm. When you're in a good place, you project it. Mm. I'm in a good place. And honestly, I'm almost, I feel like my whole game is that I'm, I feel so guilty that I'm in a good place, so grateful that I'm in a, I think it's the two Gs. Yeah. I think that I'm so grateful and I feel so guilty because so much was out of my control. I didn't pick my mama. I didn't pick that I was born in a place where I, I had fucking six toys my whole life. Mm. You know how hungry that made me? What type of toys? Skeletal? Any He-Man? Nope, but I had some wrestling figures. Okay, wrestling Those, figures. You know? They were dope, yeah. But, but Robbie, my friend Robbie had He-Man. I had to get my nut off by like playing with his, right? <laughs> like, like, like I was so hungry because I wasn't handed anything. Mm. Those are things out of my control. Anyway, nonetheless, I'm trying to put everybody on because I'm already good. I can stop right now. Sure, sure. You could tell me you're a genie from the future and I'll never make another dollar. I'm like, cool, what a fucking run. But I'm still hungry. Sure. But I know that I'm, I have a platform right now and I see what's happening. And if I can get into these kids' heads and I can make fucking being kind as cool as putting a rack of cash to your ear... I'll fucking sure, accomplish no, I my like mission. That. I like that. And I think that uh, the one thing you're doing that many people haven't been able to do when you talk about big entrepreneurs is uh, touch the people. A hundred percent. And, and m- m- you know why? Why? Because I'm from it. Mm, that's right. I grew up in... I, I, Edison, you know, I was listening, you were talking. I was looking at your man. I was like, you know, it's funny. I lived in Edison, New Jersey when the huge Indian immigration came. All mm. my homies were brown mm. and they were hungry because mm. they came poor and I was still in fifth grade. So I got very affected by a very, you know, that culture is very thoughtful. Those kids went on to win because though that Indian immigration of the mid 80s, those fucking kids had nothing. They fucking are naturally smart as fuck, right? But they were also gangsters and the amount of kids that came out of Edison, Island, and Metuchen and went on to do real shit and those were my guys, right? And so it was a different version of hunger. Mm. It was a different swag, but it's all the same shit at the end. It is literally a game of you're either on the offense or you're on the defense. Sure. And so, yeah. You know, I was now I remember where I was before. When uh, I was talking about how, you know, you go into these corporate offices, people have suits and ties. <laughs> and okay, you know, they live by a certain type of rules. The reason why I was talking about my friend who has that pickle company, uh, Travis Grill, his name is, he goes into the, he's CEO and founder. He goes in with a jersey, sneakers, jogging pants, and he, it's just a new, do you see these new CEOs and new people like living where oh, it's not like these rules? I know, mean, you, you obviously, but what I'm saying is, look, you've been in rooms, I'm sure, with, with, with do they get where it? Where people are comfortable with the way I'm dressed. Um, here's what I tell everybody. I'm like, look. When you have the leverage, you get to do what the fuck you want. When mm. you're selling $50 million worth of fucking pickles, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. Sure. I'm like, sorry that I don't work for a company that makes me wear a suit. I'm in a position to do it. Yes, of course, entrepreneurs that own their own shit, who are in control, get to do whatever the fuck they want. Mm. That's why it's the best. It's not about the money. It's about living your life the way you want. The worst years of my life were school because mm. I wasn't in control. Mm. I like the way you said that before. You like you never not been in control, except for school. You're talking about. That's right. I'm always at this point in my life. I'm in control because I have the emotional leverage. I have the financial leverage, and so I'm in control. Like anything that sucks now is on me. Mm. You know, if you had a, a budget to live with of a thousand dollars, would you be able to do it? <laughs> Easy. I'm so not fancy, brother. Do you know what's weird? I could. I just the chemicals just went through my body. Babin knows where I'm going. I'd be pumped. 
I'd live with Boyd and fucking Babin in fucking Queens in a studio. I'd start vlogging and be like, okay, here comes the come up. All you fuckers talking shit that I lost everything. I'm like, you motherfucker. Honestly, in a weird way, more than you can imagine. I think subconsciously I would do it now. I make a lot less money than I could every year because I love the climb. Mm. A thousand? Easy. First of all, I fuck with White Castle heavy, so I could eat. You're gonna eat. die. We fucking with that no White way, Castle. Man. I love Gary. that shit. I love White Castle on Queens Boulevard. Like I feel like warm. How much I love that place. Well, and let I- me tell you something. Not to cut you off, but there's a when we did the Combat Jack show back in oh nine oh ten. Afterwards, I used to go. Me and my guy Dallas Penn used to go to White Castle. There's a picture of me falling asleep because we used to do the podcast at twelve at night to two in the morning. But obviously, you didn't get out of it at like three four. Of holding. By the way, that post you posted about him a couple days ago really hit me. Yeah. Like, stop me. That was yesterday, right? Like, you must have posted Friday or Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Just the way you, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you see words, you never know the emotion. Just the way you say, I miss you every day, like, it really fucked with me. Like, literally, I never get stopped by shit. I barely consume content. I'm always in my own cocoon. Yeah. The fact that that penetrated me, maybe subconsciously I knew I was going to see you. It was just something about that post that really got to me. You know, you know, you look at the ride you're on, man. You got Tyler and and all these other people around you. You know, the no, ride, the ride, and the ride and die. The journey thing. is amazing, yeah, man. man. Nobody ever knows when you're gone, and you know, and 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 and. Uh, my friend Moose called me. He's in Atlanta. He, he was my sweet mate in Mount Mount Ida. Again, Google it. It's really like, it's an interesting place. Nonetheless, he called me the other day. I was somewhere, and um, he just went on. He's a he's a like. You want to talk about? He makes Nunzio feel like your mother, like you know what I mean, like like a, like a warm mother. Like he's like a kid that's not gonna say shit ever. Like he just really went to a place with me. He's like, I just wish people knew you, from knew that you haven't changed. It was funny how he kept saying it. He just said it over and over. He's like, I just wish people knew that you haven't changed. Mm. Like he thought it was so cool. Like he thinks it's so cool that I'm the same guy. To sure, him. sure. And that's what that is. And that means everything. You know what? And that's one of the things I say that inspire me about you and inspire the world. And I think that's what's gravitating more than ever. And people can't figure out what the fuck Gary Vaynerchuk is doing. You know what I the think fu- that's right. You know what the fuck he's doing? And I'll tell you. I have uh, a, my sister's friend. Ten, they, have, uh, they have a 10-year-old daughter. And uh, she made this Instagram called, uh, was at the time, I think it was called like, Whip and Bake. I'm not sure. She liked to cook. And I have the, you got to eat this. And I was like, I told her, we'll repost some stuff. I'll help you out. Whatever. She's 10 years old. She loves doing it. She liked her picture. And a friend at school screenshotted it and made a post saying, oh, my God, look at this girl. She liked her picture. And she deleted her whole account. She didn't want to be bothered with it ever again. And I told, and, and they asked me not to talk to her about it. Like they said, she was very upset. She loved being on Instagram and doing this shit. But because of somebody said... Oh my God, she liked the picture. She literally shut down everything, deleted everything. And what you're doing is helping people build confidence to say, 100%. fuck you, okay? You talk about, I like my picture. I, I like myself. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it, it goes to say, like, even like I have a friend out of a Florida. Um, kid's been hustling a long time. His name's Anthony Quark. He has this, this thing called Thoughts Over Coffee. I like him. He fucking sent me a picture he got, uh, of, of, of a black, he got accepted to Black Tech Week. He's going to be a speaker there. He says, what do you think of it? Does it look kind of like, you know, burrish, like burr, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I says, fuck looking cool, just be great. Who gives Brother, a fuck? If I, if I can instill self-esteem into the people that fuck with me, I will achieve my goal. And that's what it all comes down to. 
There's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. I don't know what else to say. It is the ultimate drug. It is the ultimate leverage. That's exactly what you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm doing. I, people, people don't get it. Like Life's basic and we make it complicated and it starts with being right in your own mind. It's such an inside game. It's an inside game. And my big thing is now, one of the reasons I think I've gone very heavy and a lot of people have noticed over the last year and a half, year plus, one of the reasons I really have decided to get back into paying attention to hip hop like the way I did in my teens and early 20s is because it's the center of culture, right? And the sports thing that I'm doing. I realized, fuck man, because entrepreneurship's on a pedestal and rappers want to be athletes and athletes want to be sure, rappers sure. and they all want to be entrepreneurs, if I have this moment, let me not be selfish, let me go into it. You know, it's funny, people may think what I'm up to right now is very selfish because I'm putting myself on, right? Like I'm way more known than I was 15, sure, 16 months ago. Sure. I can't wait for history to play out of what I actually did, which is I've come in, I've penetrated culture, I'm trying to suck the attention into me so that I can then make them better so they can win. Sure. It's as simple as that. Sure. You know, it's it, it's because kids only listen to what they think is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could be ideological about this all you want. It's real simple. Kids look up to people they think are cool, then they emulate them. Watching these six, the the DMs I'm getting, like, I mean, you know, intent. You, you want to talk about like feeling weird? You get a kid who literally says shit like, "This is real life now," and this is like, this is fucking heavy. You get kids that DM me and say, yo, I'm 17, I'm from the Bronx. Like, here's what's up, Gary Vee. I was hitting my girl. Mm. Like, I was hitting my girl. I was, I was a bad kid. Like, I was doing this. Like, you know, when somebody starts with, I'm hitting a girl. Sure. But then somehow I saw you on The Breakfast Club. They, they, they tell you, you know, the manifesto. Sure, 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 sure. And now I'm this, and now I'm that. Fuck, man. I don't know how else to tell you. Like, how can't I? Like, now I want to be the most famous person that ever lived just because if I can fucking manipulate people into fucking being better and, like, realizing they can, that's... You know, you said it earlier. The thing with me is I sucked the way that people think people suck. Shit student, hung out with thugs. Like, I sucked. I didn't go to Stanford. I didn't go to Yale. Like, I know there's a million ways to win. The pickle kid, that's normal to me. And that's what all these kids are. If you're good enough at fucking waking up at 4 a.m., taking a fucking train, waiting in line, buying some Supremes, and flipping them, you're good enough to fucking build a $10 million business. Just let me teach you how. By being patient, by not buying dumb shit, by not pandering to fuck faces, by thinking about being 45 when you're 22. You, if you are good enough to wait in line and get Jordans, and flip them. If you are good enough at buying a pound of weed and breaking them down into nicks so that you can ma- master your margin in that game, then you're good enough to run a 10 to $500 million company. You just have to make a couple of tweaks on what you look up to. Mm. Of what you look up to. I'd much rather be iced out because I own the entire jewelry company than having one piece of jewelry. True. And, and, and what you're doing is, is you're letting people know that it's more than what they see. 100%. That's the only thing I hate. Like I love, I love when people, like I don't want people like you know like I don't wear jewelry either. You know why? Because one, I'm not spending money on that because I have other things to spend money on. Right? I have other things to do. But two is because I'm not at that level of like like I haven't got where I wanted to get yet, and that is not on my like that that's not on my. But here's the bigger thing: people these days will put like a, a Rolex and say, "Oh, he's a legend because he has a Rolex." <laughs> Fuck that. 
you know what you're doing and 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 even 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 like what you, what you just said is explaining to people like that they could do it that they that they, they don't have to bro people people deal with a lot of depression these days no shit you a know lot. why you know why you ever get depressed i don't how the fuck yo you're not normal bro i'm not normal bro huh? you're not i'm not fucking normal you never get depressed I get disappointed and frustrated, but actually thinking, sh- like, I'm always macro-optimistic. Like, I got life. Yeah. The fuck do I have to be? Th- I'm in control. I think people are depressed when they don't have things into context. They don't realize how lucky they have it. Sure. And two, they don't feel in control. It's t- I don't get depressed. I get, I, get, I get critical on my actions. I get thoughtful. When I'm in a bad place, I'm like, okay, what am I doing that's wrong? Mm. Like... But listen, my chemical, listen, this is an illness. Some people have chemicals that, like, this is about my, my brain is right. Like, I have to be thankful for that. But here's my thing. I don't know how to teach, how to get people out of depression. I'm just trying to change people's perspective. Like, you know, like, when a kid, like, leaves a goat fucking emoji on somebody who says they have a Rolex, I'll jump into the comments and be like, nope. Like, and that just changes people. Like, you know, like, like, you know, I'm trying to have the conversations. Sure, sure. It's almost like, it's almost like, like we spoke about evolving earlier and we spoke about like, what, like growing up in, in school, we didn't have like uh, real estate classes. We didn't have building credit classes, but I'm saying all these things are coming to base now and, and, and happening for people. Those are the things you want, you know, and, and, and running back to what I was saying about me, I'm thankful from all my mistakes, you know, I went away to jail. I was in a box for a fucking year. I turned my life around. I missed my daughter's first day of school like a piece of shit because people think like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I got to do whatever I got to do for my family. No, you're fucking your family because what you're doing is you're being selfish it's for yourself. excuses. But what I'm saying, that was me. Like and I was brother, able to turn, turn my life around. And the reason why I'm bringing this up for is because... This is good. Go. No, no, the reason why I'm bringing this up because it... it it you can change your life around, bro. All I could think about was making fast money, brother. This could, day and age, you could make money you anyway. Have, you have the internet. Yeah, people have the internet. I, I'm on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave with this. You got no money. You're listening to us. You're like these two fucking guys. Like they don't fucking know me. They don't fucking get it. Here's what's up. It's called Craigslist. Mm. There's a section. You hit. Go to Craigslist. Go for sale. And then hit. You know that's the next button you click. And then there's a button within for sale called free. Click it. In America, because we're the wealthiest fucking country in the world, even when you live in the fucking hood, when you hit free, people are giving away free shit. People are giving away old TVs, old couches, frames, video games for free. You click the button, you go, yo, I'm coming to your house, I'm picking it up. You pick it up. You don't have transportation? Good. You carry a fucking chair on a bus. Mm. In the fucking subway. People look at you. Who gives a fuck? Fuck them. Mm. Next, you come home. <laughs> I know you got a cell phone. This is not about the right software anymore. Everybody's got a smartphone. It fucking Everybody I know who's homeless has a fucking iPhone. Okay? You have a phone. Take a picture of the fucking chair. And if you don't have a Facebook account, create a Facebook account. There's something called Facebook Marketplace. It's the eBay and Craigslist of Facebook. You post it. You put the chair on for 20 bucks. Somebody's going to message you and buy it off of you. You can do that 50 times a month and make $3,000 a month and now you have money. Or you can sit at home, play fucking 2K and blame the world for your shortcomings. Mm, mm. They don't wanna, Period. They don't want to do that. Brother, people don't want to work. Mm. You know why? It's easier to complain. Mm. 
Hey, listen, some people, uh, as we wind this episode down, I'll tell you, people complain, okay, about the the, the stupidest things. That, bro, people don't wake up in the morning. Pe- bro, pe- I get pe- it. Pe- pe- people... People who complain about too many things. Listen, uh, people I go have over- a perfect life, and their kids get killed by a bus the next day. Like, what the fuck are we? T- Honestly, here's what's up. Like, I want to start a show called And. Mm. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to call it And. People are going to call in, tell me their problem, and I'm going to say And. <laughs> it's a good show, right? I can't like, wait. Tell me anything. I can't wait. I wanna- my, my, both my parents were crackheads. And. Yeah. Like, uh, I lost my job. And my husband's beating me. And look, these are real shit. I'm not fucking saying these are small things. These are the hardest things in life. Here's my question. Life's about alternatives. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Leave your husband. I get it. You live in a house that's nice and you don't know how to work and you've never worked. But you want to get punched in the face? Absolutely not. That's fucking unacceptable. Mm. And... I love it. I love it. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. I need to come on there and talk some. Uh, I want. I want to take some it, of the right? calls. Pete, like, what, what, no, you're I, right. Bro. I'm gonna call, make sure you make, make pretend you have the and show ready. Pete, listen, but you don't understand. Like my my brother, my older brother. He, I had eight thousand dollars. I've been working three jobs, and he walked in my room and stole it and left. And that's it. Well, I could say what the fuck. And no, what no, else? No, no, just no, no cursing. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. And listen. And. You either dwell on it for the rest of your life and decide the reason you weren't successful in life is because when you were 19, your brother stole $8,000 from you or you put that chip on your shoulder and you get more motivated than ever and you go harder. You speak about motivation. You motivate millionaires, probably billionaires. Who the fuck motivates you? Everybody. Mm. I love it. Anybody who's fuck like everybody. I'm motivated, man. I go to Times Square and I see some dude wearing a Spider-Man outfit. I'm like, that dude's hustling. That dude's trying to make or money. Or the guy with the guitar. All, those all years. of it, man. All Yo, of I it. I seen that guy get, uh, in going in the garage down and jumping in the Range Rover. I was proud of him. People were upset. I was like, Yo, this guy, this guy, this guy's fucking hustling, brother. Everybody, I mean it. Everybody who's listening right now, who's going to try and buy one chair for free off Craigslist and sell it, I love the game. And so anybody who's trying, Pete, I mean this, man. Not on some like billionaires too, because they're trying. Like, I know really wealthy people, they're working. Mm. I love when people look at basketball players and be like, oh, they work. They fucking were in the gym their whole fucking life. <laughs> like the fuck, yes, people are born with gifts. Every one of us, especially from the kind of culture we grew up with, every one of us knows people that could have played in the league. Mm. But they smoked weed instead of took 4,000 jump shots. Mm. Life's basic. You either work or you do not. When you're lucky enough that fucking God gave you some talent and you work, you get crazy. When you don't have God's given ability and you didn't figure yourself out and you didn't have self-awareness and you didn't open up your mind, you might just do okay. Better than doing shit. But nobody you know got lucky. Mm. Get that out of your fucking system. Nobody you know got lucky. Whether I'm right or wrong, once you put that in your fucking dome, life gets easy. Mm. It's just excuses. You know why I don't get depressed? Because everything's my fault. Got it? That's it. You only get depressed when your chemicals are that way or you think somebody else is in control. The man's not in control. Quit. Trump's not in control. Move. Canada wants you. Brazil sounds nice. Like what? Like what? Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Hey, listen, there's not much more to say except for I just want to know, 
K-Swiss, uh, yes. another sneaker coming out? Yes, in June. Okay, nice, nice. Is it going to be similar it's design? Gonna be fresh. Or? No, it's going to be totally different. I'm super fucking excited about it. The sneaker thing's crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Because it's the currency of our culture, and to just be even in the game right now, slightly, but these, you know, the first one sold out so fast, the first two, that it, this time we're making so many more pairs, so it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, I, the fact that I'm going to see somebody really wearing them and they don't know who I am, sure, kind sure, of. Sure, sure, sure. That's, like that's, that's, that's great that's feeling. What I'm, yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Being, you, you know what's dope? Sneaker culture is uh, um, it's a niche market. But the thing is, I think people, and I've been from the beginning days of collecting sneakers, the thing I think a lot of us don't realize is, I mean, I realize, and there are people, but some people don't realize, everybody wears sneakers. Oh, it's so, 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 so the point I'm trying to make is it's not only just this sneaker. So but you, I feel like you're touching the masses of other people that are like, yo, they're just inspired to buy it. Here's the thing. Look, I grew up in the sneaker culture, bro. People love stories. You understand? Stories. The sneaker I did with Bun was a sushi inspired. So the back cool. had chopsticks pieces so cool. on it. You understand? The, the white was rice. The inside was wasabi. You know what your story is? You. People Other. are buying this fucking... People are not only buying their sneaker, they're buying your story in a fucking piece of a footwear. A hundred thousand they can put on their fucking feet And you know what my walk. dream is? Good. For real, is they're sitting in their office and it was the fifth time that their boss was being mean to them and they look down at their feet by accident because they're mm. taking a piss and they hear my fucking voice and they fucking quit and they fucking eat shit for three years to make themselves happy for the rest of their lives. The same way when that fucking silhouette of that fuckface Jordan, kids look down on and decided to stay in the rain for another half an hour and take some more jump shots instead of going in. That's what he did. That's what that did. I want to do that in my version. That's not about being one of the 500 basketball players in the world. That's about being one of the 7.7 billion fuckers on earth and realizing the internet, not Gary fucking V or anybody else, the internet has changed everything and what Nunzio and Sasha grew up in fucking sucked compared to what we have now. This internet thing is real. Take yours. Mm, mm. Gary fucking V. Love you, man. The one and only Gary V, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you you being here. Thanks for having me. Love, brother. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that email is thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. And listen, all my advertisers out there, all my big businesses, my small businesses, whoever, a friend, a store, you want to advertise on the Premium Peach Show? Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com and let's get working. Okay, make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a comment on all streaming platforms or podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we'll see you next episode. Cheer.